Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, good morning and welcome to our next coffee date. I feel like my head's getting cut off here a little bit. <laughs> need to back up. Um, so I just published a new post in my feed about some of the major macro mistakes that I see um, with clients, with prospective clients, with people who are DMing me on Instagram. So I wanted to cover those a little bit more in detail. So definitely check out the post, but I will talk about what I've been seeing and just give you a few more details. So I think the number one thing I see where women make mistakes is that they're almost like obsessed with the numbers that they get. So either they get them online from a calculator, maybe they get them from a coach, but they're just like obsessed with them. Um, and I've even seen women who go back to old numbers that they used to use. So say it's like six months later, a year later, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm using this set of numbers because it worked for me at this point in my life. And macros don't really work like that. It really does depend on where you are in your metabolism journey, what you're currently doing with your diet and your exercise size so to go back to old numbers and reuse them and just be like these are my macros it just doesn't make sense because you really do need to look at the big picture um, also sometimes I see women who they get a set of numbers and then they almost ignore their biofeedback in the sense that um, they feel crappy during their workouts or they're constantly hungry and the thing about macros is you want them to work for you they shouldn't be telling you what to do they should just be guiding you so if you're constantly exhausted during your workouts add some carbs it's okay to make adjustments to your macros and it's okay to make adjustments from day to day because if you think about it our energy needs are different from day to day I mean one day you might work out you might have a really hard workout the next day you might have a crappy day of sleep or maybe you're getting to the point in your cycle where you're about to get your period there's different times of month where you need more calories than others um, so ignoring that biofeedback is not good it's almost like you're a robot following macros and that is doesn't make sense um so uh, i just go back to women who say oh you know i keep going over my fat goal over and over again and I'm, i always reply i'm like well maybe your fat goal is too low <laughs> because if your body is craving fat and you want fat and it fills you up and satisfies you why not add more fat to your macros i mean just ad adjust your carbs appropriately so basically if you want if you feel like you need more fat like you're constantly hungry you always need a snack like you eat a meal and then like 90 minutes later you're hungry add some more fat and then just take down the carbs the same number of calories there's a little bit of math that you might need to do you could probably find a calculator online but don't just like white knuckle through macros that don't work for you I guess that's like what I'm trying to say here because that biofeedback is really really important for um, getting you the best results keeping your body healthy um, and then also you know the whole idea of them working to get to your goals so uh, I think that's mistake number one. So macros, 
they're really important. They're really great. Um, being consistent with them um, is definitely important. Being patient with them, um, but like hitting those numbers on the dot every single day over and over, that's not how they're supposed to work. They're really supposed to guide you. And if you're over, if you're under, you're doing great. It's more that consistency and mindfulness and just awareness of what you're eating. So macros as a tool, not macros as an obsessive diet. <laughs> so that's number one. This is getting kind of long. Um, uh, mistake number two is macros controlling you. And this is kind of what I mentioned about just that robotic mentality that you need to hit your macros every single day. Um, or like macros in the sense that they're controlling you, that they control like your social life or your family life, um, where maybe somebody invites you out for dinner or like last minute drinks with your girlfriend and you decline, or it's like a really stressful, <laughs> situation where you're like oh my god I need to like redo my macros for the day and it's like it almost like the macros are controlling you and it almost in a sense like the macros like ruin your fun um so uh, they shouldn't be that way again they should guide your choices and like almost be like the bumpers and bumper bowling they're just guiding that ball down the lane um they're not telling you exactly what to do so if you feel like they're controlling you um i don't know if dinner time has ever really been stressful at your house where you're eating one thing and your family's eating something else like you don't they don't need to be that precise and um, strict, I guess, um, because, you know, like I said, they are important for helping you get to your goals, but you don't need to hit them on the dot every single day. Um, and the example that I give one-on-one -on -one clients a lot is that our packaged food, so if you're eating something out of a box or a package or something like that, those nutrition, that nutrition information on that package can be anywhere from 20 to 25% off. So if you think about it, a lot of those packages, they're just kind of estimates of what you're eating. And then you go into MyFitnessPal, and again, that's a user-generated database. I mean, sure, there's the green checks, which are a little bit more accurate, but a lot of those things in there are estimates. And if you think about people, how people enter things, they're you know rounding up, rounding down. They're not including the point five of something um, so if you think about your tracking at the end of the day it's all a bunch of estimates um, and even like a piece of chicken a, a chicken you would think chicken is a chicken but every single chicken has lived a different life they have walked a different amount they have eaten a different type of food so even if you're like putting chicken in there it's still an estimate of what those calories are and then of course when they hit your body they're going to be used in a different way too so the fact that like you know, people are trying to hit their macros on the dot every single day, just like doesn't make sense. It's so, so stressful. Um, so if you feel like macros are controlling you, it's okay to loosen the reins a little bit. Um, and also just to think outside the box in the sense that maybe macros aren't for you and that's okay. I mean, we've definitely worked with clients where they start with macros, it ends up being too stressful for them. Um, and then we do something else. You can do like the hand portion sizes. Um, if you Google precision nutrition, hand portions, they have a great diagram that you can use as far as portion sizes. Um, you could also just pay attention to how you um, plan your food on your plate. There's different ones out there. Um, because again, if macros are too, too stressful, you feel like you're hitting, you need to hit them on the dot every day to succeed, um, it's, it could be just really stressful and feel like they are controlling you. All right, so that's number two. <laughs> Number three, this is a lot longer than I thought it was gonna be. I have a lot to say about macros, guys. I've <laughs> been doing this macro thing for a long time. And I see, I see the good and the bad with macros. So I just wanted to give you some detail. Um, Number three is I see women giving up after they've had a bad day or like they've blown the day out of the water 
or they give up um, because they don't they either don't want to track something or don't know how to track it um, and really this is like your brain protecting you from failure um, it's almost like not doing something is better than doing something and failing at it um, and if you think about it like not tracking something doesn't mean it didn't happen um, and at the end of the day macros are really just helping you become more aware of your food choices um, and helping you figure out um, if you're able to hit your nutritional bases as far as protein, carbs, and fat. Um, so I always joke about this, like with clients, I'm like, I'd rather have you track that you drank a whole bottle of wine or ate a whole package of Oreos than to pretend like it just didn't happen at all. Because really that is data for you to be like, okay, <laughs> drinking four glasses of wine that was like a bazillion carbs and that used up my carbs for the day and I'd rather have you track it and know mentally that that happened um, for the next time because that's something that you can learn from and again that goes back to the growth versus fixed mindset um, because with the fixed mindset you're just like oh I'm a failure I drank wine I blew up my day like why am I even trying to lose weight or trying to track my macros but if you have more of that growth mindset um, it's kind of like all right I just consumed 200 carbs and four glasses of wine. I don't really know the exact math on it. Oh, sorry. We're uh, putting our breakfast dishes in the sink. <laughs> you gonna go get dressed for school? I'm talking about macros. <laughs> Doesn't care. A little interruption, guys. Um, what was I even saying about, oh yeah, tracking and growth first fixed mindset. But if you have more of that growth mindset, you can say, you know, okay, I had four glasses of wine. This is what it did to my macros. So next time I can have two glasses of wine and plan my macros accordingly. So almost looking at it like a challenge, like a good challenge or like a puzzle that needs to be solved. Um, so instead of just like giving up and throwing in the towel, because really with macros and tracking your food, it's consistency. It's just being consistent for the long term, being patient about the process, and doing your best to quote unquote hit your macros. You definitely don't need to hit them on the dot every single day to get results, but you do need to be aware of your food choices. Um, number four is not enjoying what you're eating. <laughs> and I see this all the time. Um, going back to the whole idea of like white knuckling through a diet, um, but women just eating like perfect or eating super duper clean. They're eating chicken and broccoli and there's like no fun in their food choices. And I think that can work for a while, but I feel like you get to a point where like you just want all the cookies or you just want to eat a pizza. And it's almost like the pendulum swing where you're being perfect for so so long and then you're like I can't keep doing this anymore and you go off the rails and binge and you want all the delicious food and you know then you're off track again that whole cycle of doing that again and again so with our clients we definitely want them to have their favorite foods and it's all about flexibility when it comes to macros because really you can eat whatever you want with macros like we'll never give a client a like eat and don't eat list i don't know if you guys have ever seen those like avoid these foods eat these foods of course you know there's certain foods we want clients eating more than others, um, but we're never gonna have anything off limits. And that's the great thing about macros is that if you want a donut, if you want a milkshake, like whatever you want, you can have that in your diet. And that's the point of macros is that you're not gonna feel restricted because you can have all your favorite foods. And even on like a cut, I had this conversation with a client the other day, I'm like, have whatever your favorite foods you want in the house. Like I want you to have your favorite foods during this cut um, because that's gonna keep you consistent 
consistent because if you feel like you can't have those foods, it's going to feel miserable, it's not going to be sustainable, and you probably have some sort of binge situation at some point because you can't just eat perfect for you know 12 weeks or 16 weeks, however long that cut is. Um, so that's really, really important. Although during a cut, this is what I told her as well, um, a cut is not the time to have a food in the house that you have no control around. There's like favorite foods versus those foods that you can't control yourself around. So the example I gave her is I love granola. Granola and peanut M&Ms are the two things that I cannot have in the house. I will eat the whole bag within 24 to 48 hours. I just love them so much. I have no control around them. So if I was doing a cut, I probably wouldn't have those in the house just because they are too, too tempting. And that's fine. I know that about myself, but there's other foods like um, ice cream and chocolate and um, cookies and like things like that. I like those things, but I don't go crazy around them. Of course, there are certain situations where I'm like, just want to eat four or five cookies and I do and that's it but I don't feel like I need to eat like the whole box of cookies you know what I mean um, so it's okay to have your favorite foods in your house and in in your house and part of your diet because that's gonna help you be more consistent but yeah some of those foods that you're like I just can't have them in the house they are gonna throw me for a loop and mess up everything for me um, I think those are okay to keep out of the house and that's fine it's totally fine I mean you know that about yourself um, it's not the end of the world you don't have some sort of weird eating disorder it's just those foods do something for you <laughs> like it's too much um, so yeah I felt like I never have peanut M&Ms or I never have um, granola it's just when I do have them in the house I'm a lot more mindful around them so I will measure the granola I will measure the peanuts I will enter it into my fitness pal or peanuts uh, peanut M&Ms um, and just be a lot more mindful and almost like slow myself or down around those foods because if I don't they're gone in like 24 hours because I love them so much. All right, so those are the four things in my post that I talk about. Um, the last one is kind of like an add-on just because um, I think it's like a really important thing. Um, and this is what I talk about with my mentorship group and my course. Um, but the other macro mistake I see is people or women not planning out their nutrition where they're just constantly on a diet. They're like, I'm gonna cut, I'm gonna cut, I'm gonna cut calories, I'm gonna do more cardio. Um, and they're just constantly on a diet. Or they go from like, a diet to like a half-assed diet to like a diet to like a half-assed diet and um, they're like putting in like average effort but like expecting like really great results so they're not like all in on the diet and then they get frustrated and they quit and they're kind of back to square one being like well I want to lose weight but like they don't want to do the work um, and that's why I think planning it out ahead of time is really really important um, because like I said a diet should have a start and stop date so you know exactly what to expect you know that you know 12 weeks of your life is going to be devoted to meal prep and getting to bed on early and tracking your macros and being consistent it's not like a forever thing it's not like you're spending six or nine months on a diet because motivation is gonna wane you're gonna like go to parties and like eat cake and whatever it is it's gonna be just so so hard to stay on track um, so that's why planning it out ahead of time is really really important I really could go on and on about this 
<laughs> I'll just give you like the cliff notes, um, but also um, skipping other phases of dieting. So not reverse dieting, not being in maintenance for a long time, um, not doing some sort of bulk phase where you're trying to put on muscle. Women, they're just in this constant dieting phase and they're missing out on so many benefits of the other phases. Um, and the thing about maintenance is the longer you're in maintenance, like the better results you're gonna get. And I would say at a minimum, you wanna be in maintenance from four to six months. I'd even say longer, I'd even say like six to nine months is probably like the proper amount of time to be in maintenance um, because really you want to be in maintenance for most of your life because when you want to cut or want to diet it's going to be that much easier your body is in a healthy place you have room to cut calories um, it just really makes things so much easier like I have a client now we have worked together for six months. We um, pretty much had her in maintenance like that whole time. She did a TV reverse with me to start, but then she was just at maintenance. And now her cut calories are like 1950. So she's on a diet under like just 2000 calories, but she did the work to get her metabolism up. So now she's in a cut. So um, it's just so much more sustainable when you have calories to eat instead of just like starving yourself. Because if you're cutting at like, 1100 calories 1200 calories that's like miserable <laughs> like you're just gonna be so hungry and not have energy and be cranky um so just giving yourself giving your body time to adjust to that metabolism um that higher number of calories um so when you do cut you have room to cut calories and it just makes life so much easier and a lot of times our bodies just respond so much better because they're not in a stressed out state from dieting and chronic exercise <laughs> Okay, so like I said, this was way longer than I thought it was gonna be, and you probably got way more information than you did from that post. I mean, check out the post, um, save it for later, it could definitely be a good one. And of course, if you guys want more information on this periodization stuff, let me know, because I love talking about this, and I've worked with so many one-on-one -on -one clients, and it works so well, um, and it just makes so much sense um, instead of just like dieting and dieting and dieting. So um, more than happy to talk more about it. Um, of course, I do have the mentorship where we cover this in eight weeks, plus a week of hormones, a week of goal setting and a week of mindset stuff. So it's, it's a really good program. And of course, like if you don't wanna do the mentorship or you don't wanna wait for the next group, next group's gonna be going or be launching in the fall. Um, there is a course that's totally self-paced and will walk you through this whole process. And at the end of it, you will have a year long master plan to help you plan out your nutrition ahead of time. So you can plan that maintenance phase, you can plan that bulking phase where you're putting on muscle, you could plan the diet um, and then plan it to a time in your life that makes sense and then also plan it into a time that lines up with like a vacation or a special occasion um, because that's when you're gonna want the best results so anyways all right I am done rambling um, if you want any of those details send me a message check out the website um, and if you have questions specifically about macros or periodization or any of that good stuff, send them my way. Because now that I'm doing these morning iced coffee dates, um, I can always pop them in there as a topic of discussion. And I have, haven't even had a sip of my coffee this morning. <laughs> I've been just talking nonstop. Um, but anyways, I hope you guys have a great day and I will see you soon.